Hey ladies, it's your girl, Java with Joey, here to serve your weekly refill. I hope you're having an amazing week. Can you believe it? The election is finally here, the last day to vote. Um, so I hope you made your voice be heard by voting. This year's statements and decisions have been made that are extremely eye-opening in the arena of politics as we hold true to the fact that the government shall be upon his shoulders we are confident in who has the final say as voting is a right that should never be taken for granted neither is prayer so this week i challenge you to pray or continue to pray for the world for our country as some prepare for social unrest we declare the peace of the lord and supernatural healing take place so let's dive into episode 11 i'm only human it's used for um, saying someone has been weak in the ways that most people are weak and um, should not be blamed for their behavior. To prove or to say that someone should be vindicated. Whereas a human being is a man, a woman, or child of of a a species and distinguished from other animals by um, superior mental development, um, our power to articulate speech, and our upright stance. Um, There are two key words in these definitions that immediately caught my attention and made me somewhat giggle. Uh, Humans are distinguished by their upright stance. Of course, this relates to posture, but means so much more as it's twofold, having a double meaning. So let's dive in to the definition of an upright stance. And we'll address the second keyword a little bit later. Let's put a pin in that one for now. Um, We talk about the um, definition of an upright stance. It's to be erect, um, vertical, uh, perpendicular. It implies that something is in the posture of being straight upward, not leaning. Um, and it also means this twofold, as we discuss it, you can describe a person as upright when they are careful to follow the acceptable rules of behavior and behave in a moral way. So think about that for a moment. Even the definition It's overwhelming. Can you imagine how hard it would be to live up to, to measure up in life to the moral way without grace and mercy? Um, 
let's stay here for a minute because I want to share with you how I see these two phenomenal attributes of God when we talk about grace and mercy and they are freely given to us every day. Um, The Lord and I have a personal intimate relationship although I serve him with my whole heart my whole mind and and in in spirit I'm so grateful that he calls me friend um it's one of the most treasured roles that he occupies in my life and because we are best friends our inner circle my inner circle with God includes grace and mercy. I see them as my forever friends. I'm so thankful for them being with me every day. Grace is my ride or die chick. And, um, because even after I messed up big time, um, she's still there telling me, how much I'm cared for, um, how much I'm loved by God, and how I, how important I am to my father. I often wonder, how does grace do that? And all I can fathom is that it's simply performing the purpose that it was created for in my life. Grace keeps no track of my wrongdoing. Um, in fact, God had that covered. There is a sea that, that where these things are deposited and forgotten, the sea of, of forgetfulness, all those things. And, you know, when I begin to think about grace, I can't leave out what I think of as the twin sister, Mercy. Now, now she's a bad chick. This girl here is my day one. She came looking for me. I like to think of Mercy as the one that came looking for me and said, oh no, you, you know, you will not give her what she deserves. Now you may have been, you know, good all your days, you're, you're flawless, you're perfect, but that's not my story, nor will it be my ending because I understand that evil is always present and it's a continual choice that I must make to choose to do good. How mercy came and found me in despair because someone had called out my name in prayer and prayed mercy um, over my life. I'm living proof that we don't always get what we deserve. The, The power of mercy, how it turns bad decisions to work in your favor, it leaves me absolutely speechless. I'm in awe of these attributes of God that are continually there in our lives that he knew that we needed to help us walk through life. I I can't recall the numerous times that 
I've made the statement, I'm only human. When being overwhelmed with the demands of life, the demands of family, um, the demands at work, all these things that we have pulling at us that need something from you, that want something from you, there are times that you just feel overwhelmed. And I know that we're all on this mantra of girl power, my superpower, but sometimes I'm just tired and I don't have the energy nor the desire to be powerful. During these times when I'm when you know I'm taking the deep breaths and I'm I'm breathing in, breathing out, sometimes it's just not working for me. And it's when I need a supernatural power to get me through to the other side. I need favor to help me get through some things in life. And and yeah, we we know that life is not fair. But I have to be honest with you. I must say I'm so glad that favor is not fair. But for the ones who have obtained it, the cost of favor is not fair. But it's so worth it. The unmerited favor of God that saves us through faith is more than a gift that keeps on giving. It's our freedom, the liberty that sets us free from a law that we could never measure up to. It sets us free from a law that we could never live according to. For it was unattainable by most until God acknowledged the need of his children to be saved by grace. Listen, ladies, Grace is a bad girl. She knows when to show up on your behalf. You know, yet when we have not learned to, you know, get some things in order. But um, one thing that I do like about Grace is that, you know, she doesn't play. She's straight up. She lets us know that. I I don't want you to lean on me so that you're abusing my love and kindness by continuing to fall, by continuing to make bad decisions, by continuing to do the same thing over and over again, by continuing to fall into the same traps. Grace is real honest. She lets us know that by straight up asking. She asks, why do you continue to sin? And even though most of us may quickly respond on the why, because, you know, we kind of think we know why, um, why we continue to do things, right? We think, yeah, I know why I do this. But more frequently, you'll find those answers are probably mere surface replies, because if you really, truly think about it, there is nothing um, that we would just haphazardly do that could potentially, could possibly 
may, coulda, shoulda, woulda separate us from our connection with God. Now, I want to be clear that God is always there. He is always there with open arms. Um, But we will choose to run and hide because of the things we have done that could possibly make us ashamed to be in his presence. He loves us regardless. He desires to be um, in our company no matter what because he's that kind of friend. He's that kind of endearing, loving father that wants to be a part of your life. But when we are covered in shame or we are hidden in some things that we make the decision to separate ourselves. But he's always there waiting for you to come back running to him. And he's always there saying, come home. He's always there saying, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Those are the things that are so awesome about him being our father, our savior, our friend. And you cannot get enough of that, of being his in his presence. But what's so amazing is how he loves us so much. He had a plan for when we really needed help. So we didn't get what we deserved. So he sent us mercy coupled with grace that that vindicates us. That's the second word that stuck out to me when we when we look at the definition of being um saying I'm only human. It's used for someone who has been weak in ways that most people are weak and should not be blamed for their behavior to prove or to say that someone should be vindicated. God does that for us. Because what? We're only human. He knew that from the beginning that we are only human. So he made sure that we are free from allegation. We are free from blame as it defends us by justification. You're defended. You don't have to justify yourself. Mercy and grace, it vindicates you. It defends you. It protects you from attack. There's nothing that you have to fear or to be afraid of because it's there for your protection. We are only human, full of flaws, but God sees us as a perfecting work perfecting because it's continual. It's not a place that you've arrived to. It's not a point where you can say it's in the past. It's not in the present. It's not in the future. It's continual with you. You are a perfecting work. No matter how many times you've fallen, no matter how long you continue to go down the wrong path, no matter how many times you turn back, you will be avenged Because that's the kind of God we serve. So ladies, yes, we are 
only human. But we have a father that is not. And he controls all things. Here's my question for you this week. Are you grateful for God's inner circle? Your girl's grace and mercy. Have a great rest of the week, ladies. Chat soon. Yeah.